So hello and thank you very much for tuning into this lockdown podcast again if you have. Um, obviously this episode is out a lot sooner than I expected uh, based off what I'd said in the previous episode. Uh, I thought I would probably not do another one of these for about a week. However, uh, things have definitely changed quite a bit um, even since yesterday. I, I actually totally forgot about the fact that there was meant to be uh, the speech from Boris Johnston, um, which was obviously quite bad of me. Um, so pretty much right after I released that one, things changed, which uh, which is fine. Um, it's uh, it's not changed in Scotland, as I said, so that was always going to be the case. Um, but things have changed in England, so I thought I would just uh, speak about that a little bit uh, and what my thoughts are on some of that, and basically just speak about what's what's gone on since. Um, there's been a few other uh, announcements with regards to some of the other things I've spoken about. Uh, I spoke about which included uh, an announcement on um, elite sports in the UK by the government uh, and when those would be able to come back, and also just some other rule changes in England. Uh, things in Scotland are the same. Uh, we've been told in Scotland by uh, Nicola Sturgeon that uh, the guidance is still, you know, stay home, whereas. Uh, Last night there was uh, an announcement from the government in England uh, that lockdown was kind of going to be eased somewhat. Uh, it's still in place um, essentially, but it was going to be a, a process of lifting that slowly. So basically uh, what has happened in England is um, that some businesses will be allowed to reopen um, as of uh, sort of J- June and July, I think. Um, which isn't much of a change, uh, so so they'll be disappointed with that, I think. However, um, in terms of lockdown, people are now allowed in England to exercise as much as they want. Um, they're allowed to drive uh, distances to go for exercise, and they are also allowed to sit in parks, and they're allowed to meet up with people outside of their home uh, as long as they remain two metres apart. Uh, which is obviously quite a big change because that was not allowed. I think people probably were doing that anyway, unfortunately, but um, hopefully people will will continue to stay far apart and this won't be, you know, a bit of a free-for-all because that would be a nightmare. Um, Also today, the government in England has uh, released a document. Uh, I think it's like 50 pages long, which uh, I've not read all of. I've, I've not actually looked at it, but I've looked at the sort of key points. So... Uh, essentially now in England they're recommending that people cover their faces in enclosed areas um, which will be quite strange of course um, so that's going to include public transport and shops uh, I, I think that overall that is probably a good thing because um, there will be people who will be asymptomatic carrying the virus obviously it doesn't do much for protecting you from the virus uh, studies have kind of shown that if a lot of people the way they wear masks anyway um, essentially, they don't they don't fully cover their nose uh, or or the, the, their chin. Uh, so when they breathe in, it basically just acts as two vents to suck air actually in, um, which means the mask is useless. But in terms of catching coughs, um, apparently masks are supposed to be quite good. So I think that is a good thing. In terms of what they've done in England with lockdown. Um, I think it could go either way, it's, it's very difficult to tell. Uh, I, I think a lot of people will have been doing the things that they're now allowed to do anyway. So in a sense, um, not much will have changed. Um, obviously maybe that might be a minority that was doing that anyway, but but I think people were still breaking the rules. Um, 
and hopefully social distancing, but whether they were or not, again, that's another matter. Uh, I, I think it is, a, it is probably a good idea because a lot of the, the rules, they, they seem a bit sort of like, obviously the rules are there so that people don't just go out and meet people and all, all, this, all these things. That's why they were there. Uh, but some of the reasons why you'd kind of get stopped, for example, if you were, um, you know, going a walk twice a day, um, realistically, that's not going to propagate the spread of coronavirus, most likely, unless you're meeting up with people, which people might have been. Um, but but yeah, obviously, if people are allowed to do that now, then hopefully giving them that extra freedom will stop them from being more likely to to go full out and, and meet up with people and, and have parties and everything like this. So hopefully the the fact that they're giving people a bit more freedom will uh, somewhat act as a, a bit of a deterrent from going above and beyond that freedom, but, but who knows. Um, it is obviously quite strange um, the way things are in the UK with the devolved powers to Wales and Northern Ireland um, and the Scottish government of course. Um, it is quite strange how we are doing things quite differently. Um, whether or not that has a scientific backing or whether it's um, just kind of for these governments to do something differently, who knows? Um, that is something that you kind of do think in a lot of cases where um, the, the d devolved governments do things differently. But uh, either way, I think that the fact that they're keeping it in Scotland will I mean, even if it's an extra three weeks, yeah, it might have a dent on the economy, but hopefully it'll keep down the spread of the virus. Um, and even if people, you know, are breaking the rules, hopefully the guidance in England will be something that they'll view and think, oh, well, if they can do that in England, like, I don't, I wouldn't want people to be thinking that, like, oh, people are doing it in England, so I should be able to do it. But hopefully it'll at least remind them of the importance of social distancing if they do happen to break the rules. Um, but hopefully overall, obviously, people won't break the rules. That that would be the ideal situation. Uh, I've also seen in the news today, as I said, that the government has announced that there won't be any professional sport, um, and that's including behind closed doors, which is quite a big, um, a big thing when it comes to the Premier League, because I was speaking about that possibility in the last podcast. Uh, apparently, it's not going to be staged until the 1st of June at the earliest, which... Yeah, that, ha that will have some implications. Um, the Premier League were, were planning on playing those games behind closed doors. I'm not sure if they were really planning on doing it before June anyway, but uh, if they were, that's obviously a bit of a setback for them because now they have to have to wait till after that date. Uh, and and the, late, the later you leave it, obviously, the more you're encroaching on the normal time that the next season runs. I think that overall... Things like that really do, they're going to have to change when they start the next season. Um, for example, if, if they started the season in August, there just wouldn't be long enough a summer break, I don't think, now. Um, but then, obviously, that has implications too on things like um, the, the Christmas sort of fixture, fixture list, um, which a lot of people are opposed to anyway because there's so many games in such a short space of time. But, but obviously, if they do move the season back, then they need to look at what they do with those fixtures? Do they play those later too, or do they do they still play the Christmas fixtures fixtures as normal? Obviously, also as well, there's the issue of uh, transfers. Um, you can't really transfer players if they're not allowed to travel. Um, and also, obviously, if you have a, a transfer window that's in January but you start the league later, um, you might want to move that back too. So that'll be stuff that, of course, they'll all be thinking of. Um, 
but it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, I think other than that in the news, um, there's not been there's not been too much, obviously, uh, aside from all the coronavirus stuff. Um, there was some stuff last night as well about the the plans to uh, reopen businesses businesses in England and also to reopen schools. Um, so I, I think they were planning on opening them um, sort of like businesses like pubs and restaurants being allowed to have like outdoor seating areas uh, with social distancing um, by halfway through July I think it was um, uh, correct me on that if I'm wrong um, and also they were they were planning on getting students in England back to school before summer uh, the summer holidays in England are different to Scotland so in Scotland they're like a month earlier or something so it's getting less and less uh, sensible for Scottish school pupils to go back given that it would be you know a very short period back unless they moved it back um I said back like three times in a sentence there but you know what I mean um I think it is important that they get skills started again though obviously because the later you leave that as well the more it impacts on sort of the next year next year's exams um I really wouldn't be surprised at all if the next year's exams are either delayed or uh, cancelled or sort of done the same way that they're being done at the moment because I really wouldn't feel that it's that fair if I was a school student and missed you know two months of school and then spent the rest of the, the year playing catch up um, but I'm sure hopefully especially there'll be sort of teachers unions and things like that that will uh, that will hopefully um, hold the government to account on that and uh, make sure that the exams are uh, not going to be unfairly placed um, there's obviously also um, so still uh, trade talks going on between the UK and the EU, which is quite strange actually. Uh, you would have thought that they would have been uh, completely sort of cancelled almost. Um, but yeah, um, apparently they're still speaking, uh, still having trade talks as we speak. So that's also interesting. Um, these are just mainly the sort of BBC News headlines that I'm looking through. Um, which, which usually I think is quite a good source of news. Uh, I do think sometimes it is quite. It's meant to be sort of a, a broadsheet um, newspaper, but or not newspaper, but news source. So sort of reliable and, and fact based. Uh, you do sometimes get quite a bit of bias in it. Um, uh, there are obviously opinion articles too, which that's fine if they've got bias in them because uh, they're opinion. Uh, sometimes some of the topics they cover though. Uh, you do think that they're not not being completely neutral so yeah just i'd advise being careful with that because i always am um some other interesting things um is that um jury trials uh, will also resume in england and wales um and also uh, arrivals from france uh, are going to escape the uk quarantine so uh, there's going to be a quarantine in place for two weeks to all countries except uh, the republic of ireland um and France now, um, that's going to be for the whole of the UK. So people will have to quarantine for two for two weeks. Um, it'll be compulsory. Um, but it's interesting that they've ex extended that to uh, France not being covered. So that's also interesting. Uh, another thing that'll be quite positive for a lot of people, or well, I mean, depends how much you're actually using your car at the moment, um, is that Morrison's have became the first uh, chain to cut petrol prices to below one pound a liter. Which is just unbelievable. Uh, I do remember around, you know, maybe seven or eight years ago, the petrol prices dropped to about a pound. Uh, I can't remember what was happening with oil at the time, 
Um, but like obviously petrol before coronavirus was getting cheaper um, due to some sort of, I think it's to do with a trade war between something like Saudi Arabia and Russia. Um, so petrol prices were falling anyway, but obviously with people not not wanting to buy petrol or the demand not being there during lockdown, um, prices have dropped even more. So yeah, below £1 a litre, which is unbelievable. Apparently, apparently Morrisons have said it saves £4.50 um, on the average 50 litre tank compared to the, the average at the moment. So that's obviously quite a saving. Um, and hopefully hopefully more places will be... Um, Will be soon to follow with uh, with dropping their prices. Uh, it does seem to be a thing that it it, it kind of um, doesn't really match the oil prices because obviously at the moment oil in the US, for example, um, the the prices are negative essentially, and and people will actually pay you to take oil off their hands, which is just unbelievable. Uh, whereas in Europe, I think it's something like twenty dollars a barrel still, um, which. Is, is a lot cheaper than it was. I think it was at $70 a barrel um, last year. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really is unbelievable stuff. Obviously, it's amazing seeing all the, the things that, that get affected um, by what's going on. Um, like how such a tiny thing, you know, a virus can easily cause all this panic and, and trouble. It, it just seems unbelievable, but Hopefully it's something that in the future uh, countries will be more prepared for. I, I strongly doubt they will though, because uh, obviously in 2010 or 2008 we had the um, the swine flu outbreak and it doesn't seem like they learned much from that. I think we maybe got off lightly with that one. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. Um, I, think, I think part of the, the thing that made that a lot easier for them to deal with was the fact that... Um, that they quite quite quickly got a vaccine, but also uh, I think everyone that got it was symptomatic possibly, whereas with a virus like a coronavirus, uh, obviously people can carry it when they're asymptomatic, which makes it a, a hell of a lot harder. Um, so yeah, hopefully, my, my hopes really are that, that when they lift this lockdown and uh, go back to, to, to normality, or as things gradually go back to normality, hopefully people will be a bit more aware um, there's been outbreaks in the past but um, nothing like this obviously in the modern day people are saying it's sort of the biggest thing uh, to happen since um, since wartime in terms of like the biggest negative impact on the economy and the country uh, and hopefully the country will just become a bit more wary really um, and have plans in place to protect uh, the country a bit more because um, obviously things like PPE uh, weren't stockpiled adequately it's been found um, and it just seems like uh, a lot of countries were supposed to react so hopefully uh, hopefully in the future we'll be able to deal with things a bit better but I, w- I wouldn't count on it to be honest uh, if I'm honest about that um, yep, repeating honest again there I do, do things like that a lot um, yeah and and finally uh, I just uh, oh, what was I going to speak about <laughs> I've completely forgotten now Um yeah, a lot of these things I had not written down to speak about. So you've got got a few more topics here, um, thanks to BBC News. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's just it's just going to be a completely different way of life afterwards. I think uh, for for quite a while anyway, in terms of social distancing. I really do hope that countries as well, especially this country, uh, living here. I hope that uh, they look at the impact of uh, lockdown on the environment. Obviously, it's had a very positive in, uh, impact. Um, in terms of reducing carbon emissions and I hope that a lot of the plans that 
um, people are putting forward in terms of like you know a, a more eco-friendly or, or green uh, way forward. Uh, I hope that they are kind of followed up on. Um, hopefully. Uh, we kind of can rebuild our economy on a more green basis uh, it would be really great to see again uh, I'm not entirely sure that'll happen things like um, uh, the rollout of not not rollout I'm not really sure on the term but the fact that the, the country was reducing um, the ability to buy diesel vehicles or uh, inducing sort of uh, not a tax but um, I think it was actually extra road tax. Obviously, you pay extra road tax on them anyway, but uh, there's sort of like a, a, a levy or whatever um, at the moment that's been introduced uh, on diesel vehicles. And I think they're aiming to get rid of diesel vehicles by 2030 or 2035, something like that. Um, so hopefully this will help with that. Uh, hopefully, you know, people being off the road, not buying cars as much. Um, hopefully the government will be able to implement some policies where they can roll out things like that a lot quicker. I think there are positives to be taken from this. Um, it just depends on how uh, how the governments of different countries uh, actually go forward with things. So uh, I do have my fingers crossed about that. I'm not entirely certain that it, it will go forward um, and I'm not entirely certain that a lot will change because uh, maybe the focus will be too much on the virus itself rather than um, doing things differently after the virus. But I think it hopefully has opened a lot of people's eyes to the fact that uh, life uh, should be different um, and that uh, we can actually reduce carbon emissions and that climate change itself is a huge threat um, hopefully that will open people's eyes to that because I think a lot of people don't really um, actually know the full picture of how bad climate change is um, but obviously uh, hopefully that's there's been a bit more exposure to that at the moment I think other than that that's everything I have to talk about um, it has been pretty much just about coronavirus um, obviously I've touched on sport again because uh, it's something that I enjoy um, and hopefully things won't won't change too rapidly I think that that's one of the main things is that the messages that are being put out by the governments um, including you know Scotland Wales Northern Ireland and England um, I think that they need to make sure they're not putting out um, confusing advice where it changes like sort of day to day. Um, so I, re I really do hope that that the measures that have been put in place in all these places, hopefully they'll uh, they'll they'll help things rather than hinder things. And hopefully what they've done in England won't prove to be a mistake. Um, but I'm obviously not placed really to comment on whether it's a mistake, and I'll only be able to comment on that retrospectively. Um, but I, I assume they'll be acting off the of best advice. Uh, the fact that their advice is different to Scotland uh, is somewhat fills uh, me with a bit of caution, but we'll see what happens. So yeah, thank you very much for tuning in again. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Uh, I think it's going to touch on about 20 minutes again, uh, which which is good. Uh, those are, that's sort of the length I want these to be. Um, for some people that might be too long, but... Um, I, I feel like for me any longer would be rambling on and any shorter I would uh, forget to cover things uh, so yeah thank you very much and I'll see you next time take care and stay safe so just just one more quick thing that I've just noticed when I've gone back and looked at this recording just to put music on it um, I noticed that at times during the recording um, the end of sentences I wouldn't say they were cut short but they were definitely sort of uh, unnatural ends to the sentences which is, is not ideal um, 
I, I should have noticed that. Uh, it's because I have a, a sort of audio um, compressor which stops the audio from getting too loud but also stops background noise um, which I had adjusted uh, because today um, I was meant to be doing video editing but some cable ties arrived which I'd been waiting on arriving um, so I like unplugged everything from my sort of setup and went back and rearranged it all uh, just for it to be easier and t tied all the cables uh, which took took me ages uh, I'm glad I've got it done though um, and so I, I had to move where my microphone was sitting uh, which means I had to sort of mess about with the settings a little bit but uh, yeah hopefully uh, I'll be able to um, sort it out as I go on um, I don't think it's sort of bad enough to completely cut cut the podcast and record it again um, but you might notice that I think the background music will probably uh, f disguise it anyway um, but just so you know uh, I'm gonna definitely look into sorting that next time uh, where the mic is in this new position and hopefully I'll be able to get used to that so yep thank you very much once again and stay safe <laughs>